0: Welcome to the Ministry Leader Podcast, where every week we explore ministry practices to help leaders leverage their limited time for greater impact with young people. We're your hosts. I'm Brian.
1: And I'm Chase. And on today's episode, we have a very special Labor Day message. Here we go. Get up. So if you're listening on the day this podcast is released, it is Labor Day. Labor Day. And I actually love Labor Day. I don't think I've ever told you this or no. not because my birthday is on September fourth and so it always falls right around Labor Day.
0: So you get a day off for your birthday. I usually
1: get yeah, like a three day weekend right around my my birthday awesome. every year. So so I love Labor Day. Uh, But as we talk about labor, oh, you had a little bit of of statistics, I guess, talking a little bit about the history of Labor Day. Yeah. Before we
0: kind of get into the content, what we're talking about today. Yeah, so this is new new information to me. I've always wondered where... Labor Day started or when Labor Day started and just learned that it came out of like the late 1800s where people were working like up to 12 hours a day, seven days a week just to make a living because times were so hard. Yeah, And uh, at at some point the folks took the day off and I think there were 10,000 people that took off. It was like Monday, September 5th. So it was the first Monday of September. That's where that date comes in. 10,000 people marched in New York City kind of went on strike right yeah kind of mm-hmm. went on strike took an unpaid day of work just took it off and marched uh against kind of the the labor that was going on and the, the restrictions and requirements and all that um and so it was a movement that continued to grow i think it was like 12 years later or something uh as states began to recognize this and each state began to hold that first monday of september off uh because of people striking and things just to give them a day off mm. and celebrate their work and their labor that it became a national holiday and so that's why we have Labor Day off. Hey, there we go.
1: Yeah, so as we talk about labor, we talk about work, we talk about um, working hard. Um, and working with young people can be really hard work. I guess in any ministry, uh, yeah. it can be definitely, it can be hard work. It's not always difficult. I mean, there's, it can be a lot of fun. There's fun times. There's the camps and the movies
0: and the yeah. and the things like that. Let's be honest. When we talk about hard work, we're not talking about like manual labor stuff. Sure. Not usually. You're not, yeah, you're not sometimes pouring that concrete
1: happens. or, uh, yeah, r- lugging rocks across the yard but but mentally spiritually uh, emotionally i think it can definitely be really hard
0: yeah it can definitely take a toll on you um, emotionally mentally spiritually as you mentioned when you especially when you don't see the fruit right away and so sometimes like i've left feeling like just tired and frustrated and just questioning like why am i even doing this like is, is it even making a difference and so we walk away just don't know what to do with ourselves.
1: Yeah, I know. I've definitely felt like that at times. And maybe if you've been in ministry for any amount of time, or maybe as a ministry leader, you're kind of feeling that way too, that maybe last year, you just didn't see anything or the last couple of years, whatever that is, that you didn't see a lot of, like you said, fruit from your labors. And so today we just kind of want to encourage you a little bit with some stories.
0: Yeah. So one of my favorites is one I actually just heard recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dan Wolgamuth, the president of YFC USA, who was on one of our earlier episodes of the podcast. The story involves his dad. The way I understand the story, and we will link in our show notes uh, to a video that tells more of the story. He was invited overseas to speak at this big rally that had anywhere from 70,000 people to 100,000 people. So he was really excited, put a lot of work into this message that he was gonna deliver. He was preaching on John 3.16 and he was inviting people to come forward to accept and trust Jesus as their Lord and savior in a culture that, that was pretty foreign to them. Sure. And as he gave the invitation, It was kind of silent and no one moved, Mm -hmm. but one individual and one individual came forward and said something to the effect of, I don't know fully what he's talking about, but I want what he has. Mm -hmm. And this one man, this one person in this hundred thousand person arena trusted Christ, but that one person turned out to be none other than Ravi Zacharias. Okay. Ravi Zacharias, if you don't know, is one of the leading philosophers and apologists for the Christian faith, most well-known in the world. Across the world. Across the world. You can catch his videos, read his books. He's all over YouTube. He's an author and he was the one man Mm. that came forward. Sure. And now that one man is impacting globally. Millions. People who are coming to faith in Literally Jesus. Millions.
1: Yeah. So if you've ever seen a, a Facebook video that popped up or whatever of of somebody defending the Christian faith, um, very eloquently backed up with facts, it, chances are it's Robbie Zacharias. And so, man, that's just such a challenge to maybe it is only one, but how much of a difference can that one person make?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think in our, in our own ministries, even closer to home, we feel like that a lot, mm-hmm. right? Is we're putting in all this work or labor, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, when do we see fruit? Have you experienced that in your yeah, ministry? Yeah, I mean, chase?
1: One, one, one story pops out to me uh, right off the beginning. It was a story about a kid named Joe. And uh, and I met Joe his freshman year. Uh, turns out I had I had actually seen him. He lived like four houses down from me. So me and me and Joe kind of started a conversation as we talk about contacting and things like yeah. that. Um, we started having conversations and I told him, you know, this is some of the stuff I've got going on. We've got club and things like that. And so Joe started coming to uh, a lot of campus life events. And because we lived so close, a lot of times I would give him a ride home because wherever it was, it was literally four houses down from mine. So, <laughs> so Joe and I had extra opportunities to have a lot of conversations um, just about life and his story and things like that. And as we got to know each other more, part of his story was that he used to go to a church, but he got made fun of because he was the fat kid. Uh, and uh-huh. so he said he never really wanted to go back to a church again, but he enjoyed coming to campus life. Like I said, so he but he was there. He was that kid that was there almost every single week. Hmm. Um, as he got plugged into events and things like that, uh, he got involved in a Bible study. One of the guys that was helping me lead uh, a small group was also a small group leader at a local church. So he said, Hey Joe, do you want to come to church with me and be in my small group? Joe finally said, yeah. And, um, now, keep in mind, this has been over about a three-year period. Wow. So, so yeah. I mean, I think, like you said, we talk about laboring. Like, this was a, a conversation a relationship I'd had with Joe for over three years now, but he still was not open to a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. But it, finally, after three years, he got to a place where he was at least open to going to church, again, with another leader. Again, this was a ministry leader that I had involved. So, he went into church with this ministry leader to his small group on Wednesday nights. Eventually, he started going on Sunday mornings uh, to, ironically, enough, it was the exact same church that he had been made fun of so many years before. Wow. So, so, uh, so this, Full circle. Yeah, full circle. Finally, this, this ministry leader said, hey, Joe, do you want to come with me to our summer camp that our church is putting on? And Joe said, yeah, sure. And so I remember I was home. This was a summer afternoon. This is right between Joe's junior and senior year. Again, I met him his freshman year. Uh, he, he came riding his bike down the street and he said, Chase, Chase and I was like, "Oh, hey, Joe!" And he said, "I found God!" Wow! Like he was just so <laughs> excited, uh, you know, because it finally oh, clicked. And so, so cool. this was, yes, this again wasn't even a part of my ministry anymore. This was just a local church camp that he had through three years of conversations and talking about God and, and getting to know other leaders. He finally it clicked for him. He finally realized, like, yes, I do want this relationship with Jesus. I want this in my life. And and
0: he was so excited. He. Literally came running down the street to tell me that. Yeah. Man, how exciting. To, to know, like to finally see fruit. And we can't promise that we will ever see that fruit. Right. Um, but to be able to see that even after three years or three and a half years of walking with someone have meant something, yeah. they weren't in vain.
1: Yeah. So even if you meet a junior or a senior and you start to have conversations and they graduate and leave town, to not be fully disheartened because you don't know the work that God is going to continue to do beyond where you are.
0: For sure, we just kind of want to land on a passage of scripture that I think really speaks to this. As I kind of reflected recently on what this episode could be about on Labor Day, the verse just came from 1 Corinthians 15:58 that you know Paul is writing to Corinthian believers who maybe feel a little discouraged, feel a little frustrated. There's conflict going on in the church, uh, and Paul is just encouraging them that the stuff that you're doing is worth it. Mm. It's hard. It's worth it. And it's the passage it comes after, you know, where he quotes, where, oh, death is your victory, where, oh, death is your sting. Thanks be to God that he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so he's talking about all this stuff, trying to encourage them. And the verse that he lands on that I just want to share is verse 58, where he says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Mm. So I, I think back to the story that we started with Sam Wogelmuth, if he judged the impact of his life by one person that came forward, mm-hmm. he would have felt like a total failure, I sure. would think.
1: Well, and I would think even if maybe you told him before he left, you know, before Sam climbed on that airplane to fly to India, there's only going to be one person that's going to accept Jesus. Do you think he would have even, yeah. even taken the trip?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, that would be a challenge for me. Yeah, for Uh sure. Um, but to know now the fruit of the impact that he had on one person's life, uh, that's changing lives now around the world. Like that's incredible. So you never know that one kid that you spend three years walking with the impact that maybe he's going to have on others in the future because of the time and the labor you put in and the time you spent with him. Sure. Yeah. So I know, I think last week we talked about events and and
1: putting yourself fully into passing out hot dogs or whatever that <laughs> yeah. is. I just love it. The verse, like you said, it says, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that the labor of the Lord is not in vain. Get up. Get
0: up. Hey, I hope that is an encouraging word for you. I know I need to hear that mm-hmm. from time to time. And so we just really wanted to to share that with you. Enjoy your day. Uh, happy Labor Day, everyone. Thanks to those who have gone before to give us this day off, uh, we do appreciate that. Enjoy some hot dogs. Thanks for listening. Oh. No, I'm gonna,
1: all my listeners. I'm not telling you my address. Oh, <laughs> anyways. So I said, hey, do you love all live- your fans? Sorry, <laughs> yes, yes. They might stalk me.